0: There's something about Darius Leonard, linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, that is, you you can't not like him. He's one of the most likable, honest guys you're ever going to talk to in your life. Raw, honest, accommodating, all of that. He said something in The Athletic today that was absolutely a perfect summary of what happened in 2021 in a way that only Darius Leonard can say, and I'll share that in a minute. We're going to go over the Colts' opponents and talk about the upcoming schedule. I'm going to talk a little bit about Nick Foles. There's a rumor that the Colts might be interested in Nick Foles. I don't buy it, not for a single second. And Indiana basketball. Indiana basketball is interesting right now because the best player is on the precipice maybe of jumping to the NBA, maybe coming back to IU, and we don't know which it's going to be. So Mike Woodson talked to the Hoosier Hysterics on a podcast, and he talked about Trace Jackson Davis, and he said something that was really interesting. And I think Frank Reich could take note of the way Mike Woodson talks about Trace Jackson Davis. Archie Miller, he's the new head coach at Rhode Island, so he was talking to the media. And he talked about what he would do differently in Indiana, and it just makes you want to pull your hair out and say, well, duh, what the hell were you thinking? What's the matter with you? This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Cinco de Mayo. It's Thursday, May 5th, 2022. If you're headed out to rue off mortgage uh, what we used to call Deer Creek, and some still do, to see Kenny Chesney tonight, bring an umbrella, because it's raining. And that's why we're inside. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call, 765-610-8809. If you have a question that you want answered immediately, donate. It pops up in a special box here on the camera, and I can address it and am happy to address it. It's what we do. Subscribe to the call-in app. Hit subscribe. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. For goodness sake of mercy. By the way, a call-in show next one will be Saturday at noon, unless news breaks in the interim, and then we'll just fire it up. We'll just go. All right, here's what Darius Leonard had to say about the 2021 season. I felt like too many times in the second half we looked like crap. You know what? In writing, they say less is more. Same thing with talking to the media. Just say what you mean. And that's what Darius Leonard did. Zach Kiefer's piece in The Athletic, nice. It talks about Darius Leonard and his kind of struggles with with mental health issues and how he cares about others and others care about him. And it's all very nice and good. But I love that summary of what the defense did in the 2021 season. Yeah, a lot of times the defense looked like crap. And frankly, in the fourth quarter, the offense looked like crap. You know how many uh, fourth-quarter comebacks Carson Wentz authored last season? We're not here to crap all over Carson Wentz again. Zero. None. Not a single one. You can't have that. Nine and eight this past year, Darius Leonard has vowed to himself not to allow that to happen again and basically to stick his foot in some people's asses if it looks like that's going to happen again. He is not going to allow that team to mail it in as they did in Jacksonville. So there you go. I love Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard is one of the most accommodating people in the history of sports media and, and locker room talks. Love Darius Leonard. A wonderful guy. And, and so honest. Gets it. You know, it, just wonderful. We're it's so lucky to have him here, honestly. Uh, let's talk about the opponents for the Colts and what we think might happen. Look, this schedule, not too tough. You look at the aggregate of the schedule, and you you really, if if the Colts are ranked 14th, I went by CBS's power rankings because who cares, right? We could go by ESPN's power rankings or anybody else's power rankings, and it would all be fine. You know what I mean? This is an academic exercise. This is not predictive. I'm not saying that the Colts are going to be 11 and 6, but they play 11 teams that are ranked beneath them. They play 6 that are ranked higher than them. You want to turn that into 11-6, and be my guest. Uh, They play home games, obviously home and road, against all the AFC South teams, the Titans, the Texans, the Jaguars. Titans ranked 16th, uh, Jaguars ranked 26th, Texans 31st. So among the easier divisions in the NFL, home games against the Chiefs and the great Patrick Mahomes, the Chargers, who are ranked 7th, the Commanders ranked 13th with Carson Wentz, at Lucas Oil Stadium, would it not be beautiful? We're going to find out what the NFL schedules are a week from tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN2, and the NFL Network, if you get that. Not a lot of clearance. If you stream, you probably don't get it. How much fun would it be to have the opener at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz? How much fun would that night be? That would be awesome. They're not going to do that. It's too on the money. You know, this in the NCAA tournament where they try to get the the sexy matchups, they're not doing that. They're above that kind of rigmarole. They don't need it on opening week. You know what I mean? So they're going to like week 8, week 10, something like that. The Colts are going to host the, uh, the Commanders, and it's going to be all kinds of fun. The Eagles, ranked 11th, Nick Sirianni coming home. At least for a brief time, this was his home. And the Steelers come calling, which means obnoxious Steeler fans are going to be everywhere in downtown Indianapolis. Watch out. Watch your wallets. The people from Pittsburgh come to town and, by God, the crap happens. No, people from Pittsburgh are nice. Now they'll hit you. They are not afraid of a fracas. You know what I mean? If you give a guy a shoulder in a Pittsburgh bar, you're going to get punched. Maybe in the back of the head. That's the way they roll. Now on the road, you got the Broncos, ranked 8th somehow. We don't even know what Russell Wilson is going to look like in a Broncos uh, jersey. Raiders 17th, Patriots 18th, Giants 25th, Cowboys 12th, Vikings 20th. I can deal with that schedule. That schedule's all right. If you combine all the rankings of all 17 games and then divide by 17... You get an average of 17.7. So you know just south of the Meridian for even Steven in terms of rankings. Uh, the Colts, I'm not saying that they're going to have their way with this schedule. We have no idea what the Colts are going to look like, for God's sake. Colts could be really, really good. They look like they're going to be better. But we don't know what camp's going to be like. We don't know what they're going to look like breaking camp. We don't know who's going to get injured between now and then. You saw it last year. Carson Wentz had that foot injury that went undiagnosed since high school, and he missed almost all of camp. That was day two of camp that happened. Then Quentin Nelson has almost the same exact injury. You had Eric Fisher coming off a torn Achilles, had no idea whether he was going to be able to play. He played. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, he was on the field. You had Darius Leonard with his ankle. He says the ankle feels better this year than it did last year at this time. But what does that mean? You got uh, Stefan Gilmore, who is 32 years old. You've got T.Y. Hilton. We don't even know whether he's going to be part of the deal. T.Y. Hilton. I had a comment today on the channel. and I love the comments on the channel. It's all kinds of fun. That's fun for me. Answering the comments is just great. Um And people, like people, don't you have time? What else do you do? You know what? I really enjoy answering the comments. It it makes it worthwhile to do this. At any rate, talking about T.Y. Hilton, there's a great quote from Moneyball. Moneyball, a wonderfully written movie with so many good lines and so many good quotes. Aaron Sorkin, just a wonderful writer, wrote that movie. And here's what he had a scout say about the end of the line for a professional athlete. We're all told at some point in time we can no longer play the children's game. We just don't know when that's going to be. For some of us, we're told at 18. Some of us are told at 40, but we're all told. Yep. And, And we're generally, we don't tell ourselves that, right? We think that we can go out and play again like we did. And sometimes we're right. This is what is really screwed up about the aging process, for those of you who haven't gone through it. Your skills don't erode like this. It's not a straight line into the grave. It goes like this. So you might wind up on a Tuesday and feel like absolute crap, and you can't do anything right physically. And then on Wednesday, it's like you're 25 again. And then on Thursday, you feel like you're 60. And then on Friday... You feel like you're 25 again, and it's just not fair. It's not a straight line. It's a jiggy-jaggity line. There are fits and bursts, and every once in a while, you feel magnificent. Like, oh, I can do this. And then the next day, you feel like you can't do a damn thing, and it's really unfair, and that's what T.Y. Hilton's going through. He had Sundays last year, like that Sunday against the Texans, four catches, like 80 yards. Nice day for T.Y. Hilton where good stuff happened, he felt great. And then it went away. And he didn't know, like, well, uh, what what's happened. And now it's May, May the 5th. And in May, football players feel great. T.Y. Hilton feels like he can go again. And what's going to happen if he goes again is he's going to have Tuesdays and Thursdays and occasional Sundays where he feels like he is superhuman, like he was when he was 25, 26, 27. And then he's going to have days where he just can't function. And his body betrays him. And that's the way life works. And it's not fair. It's terrible. And that is what's going on and will go on with T.Y. Hilton if he comes back. We're all told, can't play the children's game anymore. Somebody needs to tell T.Y. Hilton that. Uh, Carson Wentz as a potential backup, you feel good about that? Or not Carson Wentz, Nick Foles. I, I don't feel good about that. I don't want that. I mean, what is there a point in that? Do we think that Matt Ryan is going to get hurt? What did Chris Ballard do when Philip Rivers was here as a starting quarterback? You know what? You had Jacoby Brissett. He was under contract. So what are you going to do? Uh, I, I don't like the idea of signing a guy off the street to come in over the top of Ellinger and Morgan and Coates. I just don't like it. So there you go. And, and, JB, it's not about paying TY, whatever it is. It's just that he can't play. You want to pay a football player who can no longer pay, play less? Okay, but that doesn't help him play better. You know what I mean? Um. All right. Here, uh, the Hoosier hysterics, they talked to uh, Mike Woodson about Trace Jackson Davis. And we all know what happened with Trace Jackson Davis. Last year, he was leaning toward coming out, going to the NBA or G League or wherever he would have gone. And Mike Woodson sat down and they watched film for over an hour. And here's what Mike Woodson told him, one of the things he told him. He said, um, uh, where'd it go? Goodness. Um, if someone got beat on the wing or baseline drive, Trace, he said he, but Trace would just watch the guy come at him and, and just lay the ball in. And for me, that's unheard of. That's what Mike Woodson said. For me, that's unheard of. Right? Um, I mean, if someone gets beat baseline drive, low guy's got to come over. That drove Indiana fans crazy. Drove them nuts that basic fundamental defensive effort plays or knowledge was not being displayed by Indiana. They weren't a good defensive team. Fundamentally, they were not good at all. And, and so to hear Mike Woodson talk about that, and then he went on to talk about Trace Jackson Davis, where the next step in his development is get him comfortable shooting the basketball from distance. He said he can do it. He's just not comfortable doing it. We've got to get him comfortable doing it. Yes, yes, and yes. This is the way you talk about players in the media, and it's what Frank Reich should do. You're honest about the shortcomings of your players. And then you talk about the good things that they will have done and can do. That's what you do. you got to be honest. If you're not honest, nobody listens to a damn word you say. And what good is that for anyone? Is that good for Frank Reich or the players to have us as fans here through the media That nothing bad ever happens with any of his players or coaching staff? It's preposterous. So we don't listen. When when he says the good stuff, we don't listen because we don't believe it. That's sad. Here's what Archie Miller said about what he might have done differently um, in his four-year tenure, which was just utterly mediocre. He said, I'd pay more attention to shooting early in the recruiting process rather than just the talent. And he means athleticism. Shooting the ball is at a premium right now. Shooting the ball is always at a premium, you idiot! Of course you've got to shoot. When in basketball history has shooting not been at a premium? When? It's always at a premium. If you can't shoot, you can't play. People have said that since Naismith hung up a peach basket. You moron. God, it's that this guy was paid $3.2 million or $3.5 million a year to destroy Indiana basketball for four years, not knowing that shooting is at a premium. What the living hell is he doing? How can you be a professional coach? By professional coach, I mean paid to coach, not in the NBA or G League or whatever. Shooting is everything in basketball. You have to stop your opponent from making shots, and you have to make shots. You have to create space so you can get an open look and knock them down. On defense, you have to take away the space so they don't get clean looks and they miss shots. What the hell is going on? Complicating basketball is crazy, it is a simple, simple, simple game, and that's why I love Woodson. Woodson makes it simple. I know shooting has not been a hallmark for the Hoosiers. wasn't a hallmark last year. certainly wasn't a, under Miller. But, my God, it's great to have a guy who teaches fundamental basketball correctly, and it's great to have a guy gone who didn't realize that shooting's important. What are you doing? ridiculous. Indiana did nothing good under Miller. They weren't great defensively. They weren't great offensively. They weren't great shooting. They didn't take good care of the basketball. Indiana under Woodson, they could take care of the ball a little bit better. They could shoot it a little bit better. They defend really, really well. I'll settle for Mike Woodson right now. Have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Cinco de Mayo. Again, if you're going out to see uh you know our our friend yeah you know, the the great country artist Kenny Chesney enjoy yourself try to stay dry and stay safe and and have a great you know what make the weekend start today it's Thursday let's live like we're 20 and we're down in Bloomington you know what the weekend down there starts on Tuesday now that's crazy